Welcome to episode 95 of the Business in Morocco podcast. Uh, this week, we're going to be talking about marketing tools and a target audience. So basically, what uh, what tools are available out there to, to help promote your business or your product or your service? And uh, when should you use them? What type of audience uh, requires what type of marketing? Uh, so if you're listening to this uh, on the podcast, I encourage you to search uh, Morocco podcast or business in Morocco podcast on YouTube, because I do have some slides and other visual aspects to uh, this talk today, this episode today that uh, it just be more beneficial by being able to, to look and see what I'm talking about um, for each of these uh social media platforms or other marketing platforms. So talk about four general areas. What is a target audience or market? What are marketing segments? What marketing tools are available? And how to pick the right marketing tool for your target market? So first you ask the question, what is a target audience or a target market? Well, uh, <clears throat> get some good resources here from Investopedia, which has a lot of business resources, um, a lot of information out there about various business topics, but uh, they define it as a target market, refers to a group of customers to whom a company wants to sell its products and services and to whom it's direct, it directs its marketing efforts. Consumers who make up a target market share similar characteristics, including geography, buying power, and demographics. Now, when you talk about target market, we're not we're not talking about um, every potential customer. We're just talking about the majority of your potential customers, uh, your most likely buyer, your ideal buyer. You want to know about this and design that target audience, including where they live, geography. Um, you know, how, what's, how much income do they make? Uh, what's their buying power? Um, other demographics like race, culture, religion, um, habits, all of these things can help you design a target market, a target audience. And the reason, the reason that we do this is because if we can accurately describe who our customer is, um, typically they will they will these groups will react to marketing in the same way um, and that's what we're looking for we're looking to make an impression with our marketing and convince somebody to do something whether it's sign up for a newsletter or um, download a, a free book um, or um, buy a product online attend a conference go to a restaurant buy a pair of shoes um, enroll in a school. These are all the things that we're, we're trying to get people to do through marketing. And if you can design an audience where, where people have similar needs or desires or wants, and they respond to marketing in the same way, then you can develop a marketing plan to, to reach out to them. And uh, hopefully they will react positively and your marketing plan will succeed in the sense that um, you'll convince people to buy a product or a service or do whatever it is 
that you're you're seeking. Um, so it's very important to identify the target market um, before you develop your marketing plan, because your your target market is going to guide how you create your marketing plan, because different target audiences, different target markets, they they have their attention is in different places. Um, we'll talk a little bit that more about that as uh, the episode unfolds. If you don't spend time thinking about who your your target customer is, and I, and I get this a lot from my clients when I ask them, well, okay, who's your who's your customer? And they'll tell me, well, everyone, everyone's my customer. Well, well, no, everyone is not your customer. Um, it doesn't matter what product or service is out there, um, whether it's cars or couscous or telephones or uh, mobile service plans. Everyone is not your customer. Not everybody drives, not everybody eats couscous, and not everybody actually has a smartphone. There's a significant percentage of Moroccans who do not have mobile data plan. So even for things like Orange or Moroc Telecom um, or other uh, mobile service providers, everyone is not their customer. So you need to decide for your product or service for your company Who's the target audience? You need to make decisions about who they are so that you don't waste the money and the time spending uh, money and time trying to attract customers who are not going to be your customers. It's, it's a big problem and it, it causes a lot of waste and, and businesses go, go out of business because they don't do a good job of, of targeting the right type of person with their marketing. One of the ways that we do this uh, to get a better idea of who the target audience is, is we, we can divide the whole market into in various segments. You know, it's as simple as dividing the population into groups that can be measured by characteristics. These include gender, age, income levels, race, education, religion, marital status, and geographic location. Now, what's interesting about this is that if you know anything about a lot of the social media networks, platforms, is that they specifically try to get all of this information out of you. They wanna know where you were born. Where do you go to school? What's your religion? Are you married? Are you in a relationship? What's your race? How much money do you make? What's your birthday? You know, they wanna know your age. They wanna know your gender. They want to know your interests. That's why they ask, you know, what books do you like? What movies? You know, what are your interests? What groups are you a part of? The whole reason that, that Facebook asks you all those kinds of questions is because that's what they're selling. They're selling you. In, in general, in the business world, we have this saying that, that if you're using something that's free, then you are the product. Okay. Gmail. Hotmail, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, all these are free, but they're not free. You are the product. As the user, you are the product that is being sold. And as a marketer, we understand that. We understand these social media platforms are selling access to specific groups of people. That's the only reason that they exist is because they have all this information on their target customers. 
And so one of the ways of doing this is to segment the market, break it down into different pieces so that you can better understand it. So here's an example. This is a company that I'm talking to right now called uh, Micro. Uh, and they produce transportation solutions, including scooters for kids, for adults, for um, uh, trick scooters, um, for like skate parks and stuff like that. Uh, and also uh, electric scooters for, uh, for transportation. I'm sure if you're, you're in some of the major cities in Morocco, you've seen people on electric scooters moving around the city. They're becoming more and more popular. And the reason I bring up these scooters is because even for something like this, there are many different segments of the market. For example, kids, kids could be a segment. Uh, children, let's say under the age of 16, could be a, a target segment, a marketing segment for this product. Or parents, parents who have kids. Um, that would be uh, another segment that buys the product. So you would want to market to kids or you market the product to parents who actually have the ability to, um, to buy the scooters. And lastly, grandparents. So grandparents, they love to buy gifts for their grandkids. And so they could be another segment. And the reason that we break down segments for products like this is because the way you would market to these three groups is entirely different. You know, kids, for example, maybe you would do uh, YouTube ads. So you would do those, those five second pre-rolled ads on YouTube, you know, all the ones that we were always skipping, right? You find a video you wanna watch on YouTube and you have to wait for this ad before you can press skip. Well, we could do some of those ads on, uh, on channels or shows that kids like to watch here in Morocco. And we would show our scooter in the ad before a very popular cartoon, for example, that a lot of kids like here in Morocco. For parents, it would be completely different. If we were trying to market to parents, we would have different content, different images, different videos, different text, different calls to action, and we would do it in different places. Maybe we would use uh, Facebook to target parents or Instagram. Um, we could also use YouTube to target parents, but it might be, it would be a different call to action. We'd have different video different voiceover, different images in order to attract the attention of parents because they are a completely different marketing segment. And the lastly goes for grandparents. Grandparents, uh, the older generation tends to be um, the least sophisticated when it comes to technology. They're late adopters. They're, they're not spending a whole bunch of time on their smartphones. They're not on social media. They're not um, scrolling through Instagram or Facebook. They're, they're not on TikTok, these, these other social media networks. So reaching them would be completely different. Maybe we would do, um, we would hand out flyers or uh, do a billboard or uh, a radio ad or a, a television ad in order to reach the older generation. And this is the reason that we break it down into segments because the segments will guide, will guide the marketing plan. So let's talk about that marketing plan. What tools are available to us as marketers uh, to reach our target audience, to reach the segment 
that we uh, were looking to reach. Uh, well, today, most of the tools that are growing in popularity and are effective are online. They're social media tools. And here we can see the uh, monthly active users uh, in millions or unique monthly visitors to these platforms as of January, 2020. And so you look at Facebook, it's 2.5 billion, 2.5 billion monthly active users, monthly visitors. And it goes down from there, YouTube, WhatsApp, Facebook Messenger, WeChat, Instagram, all the way down to things like Pinterest, Reddit, Snapchat. So these are some of the tools that you can use. And I'll talk about a few of these um, in the presentation. Um, so let's start with uh, Facebook and Instagram. Well, it's, it's the most popular social media platform by far. And it's actually Facebook and, and Instagram are connected to WhatsApp. So now on Facebook, you can actually have a button that says on your ad, your Facebook ad, send a WhatsApp message. So they're actually taking advantage of both platforms. The fact that you use Facebook and you use WhatsApp, they're saying you can contact the business through WhatsApp very easily. Um, and that makes communicating with businesses and, and marketing uh, a lot easier, quite frankly, because you don't have to leave uh, one of the two apps that you use every day, like Facebook and, and WhatsApp. So there you go. And some of the, the things that are valuable about Facebook and Instagram is that you get very good analytics. You understand your audience, you understand their behavior. What are they doing? Um, how are they interacting with the advertisement, with the promotion? Um, you can set very clear objectives. For example, do I want them to more people to engage the post? Do I want people to go to my website, to like the page, to send me a message? You can have very clear objectives uh, for that. You can also have them sign up for uh, a lead form so they can fill out a form right there in Facebook that gives you information about them as a potential customer. So Facebook is, um, is good in that way. And you really have the ability to target your audience very specifically and not just target them, but retarget them. So let's say they, they see an ad for your product then they go to a website, um, uh, your website, but later on they're going to see more Facebook ads. And if you combine this with Google, you can actually make sure they're seeing your ads, not only on Facebook and Instagram, but also on websites and on YouTube. It's a way to coordinate your marketing to get those impressions on people. Um, the other thing about Facebook is it's really easy to test different content. So if I have different video, different images, different text, I can put a little bit of my marketing budget into maybe 10 different promotions. And I can do each one for a week, for example. And at the end of the week, I can choose the best performing ad and put more marketing dollars, more budget into that best performing ad. Because quite frankly, as, as marketers, we, we don't always know what's going to work um, before we do it. And, and a lot of times we're surprised by the images or the videos or the text that is ends up being the most popular or the most effective. And Facebook does give you the, the option to, to do um, testing. 
So here's some example of some Facebook and Instagram ads. Here we have one here in Morocco. It's not even for a company, okay? It's for a nonprofit. And uh, they have an animal here. And basically what they're trying to do is, is help out animals, okay? They're trying to, to give medical care and, and take care of, of animals. And down here, they have a, a button where it says fair and don't is basically you're, you're gonna make a donation. So this is a, a nonprofit. It's not even a, a for-profit business, but they are advertising on Facebook in Morocco. And their goal is to receive donations. So that's a perfect example. And there's something about me and my uh, Facebook activity that leads them to believe that I could be a donor to their organization. Um, here's an Instagram ad. So this is uh, for workouts, Svelte Training. And uh, it's about seven minute routines and workouts. It's sponsored on Instagram. There was a video in there. And again, through the algorithm, Instagram thought that I would be a, a good person to see this ad based on posts that I've liked in the past or um, websites that I've visited, other ways that I've interacted with Instagram or Facebook. And they think they know me and I might like this ad or be willing to be interested in becoming a customer. So, you know, for these two platforms, you know, you got 2.4 billion potential customers and, and 1 billion for, for Instagram. It's a very wide audience and, and the algorithm is very uh, powerful. And the next platform we'll talk about here is Google and YouTube. So Google owns YouTube and they are uh, very powerfully linked together. So on Google, everyone knows Google, you do searches on Google to find anything you can imagine to answer any question that you have in the world up until recently when they've been uh, specifically deleting um, information about things that they don't want you to know. Um, but uh, usually if the topic is not political or related to coronavirus, you can have a good, good uh, high confidence that the information on Google is accurate and helpful. If it has anything to do with American politics or coronavirus, I don't believe anything that comes up on the Google search because it's being completely manipulated. But uh, that is a story for another day. When it comes to marketing, um, here's an example in Morocco. So I have a search here, International Movers Morocco, okay? And it's showing me various um, ads. So this is an announce, this is an ad for movers, international movers. And what you notice is that it's all in English. And there are some key words in here, moving, movers, international, okay? But the reason it's in English and the reason that it's saying things like, uh, um, help you move is because um, down here, it thinks that I'm in New York. And I'll, I'll get to that in a second. Because I use down here in the bottom, you'll see it says New York, New York. Um, I'm using a VPN. So Google thinks that I'm in New York and therefore it's showing me ads for movers, international movers in New York. So that's one of the things that uh, you can do as a marketer is you can pick the location. So I can say, I only want people doing a search in New York 
for international movers to see my ads. Now, one of the things that limitations is that Google is tricked by the VPN. So it doesn't know that I'm here in Morocco. It thinks I'm in New York and it's, it's basically providing a false service to these companies because they, uh, they would not want to show me their ad because I'm not a potential customer to them living in Morocco. They only want people in New York to get see their ad and yet Google's showing them, showing me their ad and they are getting charged for it. So, uh, but the point about this is that, that Google can at least try to know where you are when you're doing your search so that it can show you relevant ads. YouTube. All right, so YouTube is closely linked to Google and I'm sure that you've noticed this. You go to Google, you type in a search and then you start seeing ads on YouTube for that product or that service or things associated with your search on Google. And the two are very closely linked. In fact, if you wanna do ads on YouTube, you use the Google ads platform to create those ads on YouTube. And you can choose keywords, um, you can choose certain channels or videos or certain types of customers that have habits on YouTube or Google search to, to target people. And there are three basic types of ads on YouTube. You can either do the, the five second ad, okay? Which basically it goes for five seconds and then over here on the right side, it says skip and you skip the ad and, and you get to watch the video. This screenshot that I have right now is, uh, is the second kind of ad, which is two consecutive five second ads. So a total of 10 seconds that you cannot skip. Okay, so this is a pretty much a branding ad, but they also have here this button says shop now. So apparently if I click on this button, there are places that I can either buy KitKat or they're gonna tell me where to go if I wanna buy the KitKat um, candy. And the last one, the last ad that you see is a 15 second ad that you cannot skip. So you have to sit there, you wait for 15 seconds, it shows you the ad and then your video starts. So those are basically the three options uh, for the type of ads you have on YouTube. Now, the way you pay is typically by impression. You pay per 1,000, 1,000 impressions. And depending on the keywords that you're doing and the location and sort of the, the audience that you're seeking, it's gonna be more or less expensive. Um, right now in Morocco, it is dirt cheap. And that's just a saying that we have. It's, it's not expensive to do YouTube ads here in Morocco. There's just not a lot of competition, but you try to do some ads in the United States regarding, let's say weight loss or get rich quick or, you know, money-making schemes or invest in real estate, how to flip a house. Those are going to be much higher um, keywords and, and, and advertisements to, to, to buy because there's a lot of competition and the cost per click is much higher because people are willing to pay more for those clicks because they make a lot of money off of people who, uh, who click on their ads. So again, it varies, but right now in Morocco, it's uh, really cheap and it's very good uh, way of reaching a lot of different people and doing general branding uh, marketing. Um, and, you know, and they have a lot of the same 
tools is Facebook in terms of you can choose gender and race and age and location in order to to be targeting in your ads and very specific in who you want to see your ads. All right, the next one we'll talk about is LinkedIn. So LinkedIn is uh, basically a survey. They asked marketers, you know, who do B2B marketing, which of these social networks do you use? And you can see that by far, LinkedIn was number one, followed by Twitter and then Facebook and then YouTube, and then way down here, uh, Instagram. So uh, LinkedIn is the leading social media channel for B2B marketers. Um, and there's a couple reasons for that. Um, basically LinkedIn is the professional network. You're gonna be trying to sell professional services. It's for, it's for networking and recruiting and posting your resume. Um, it's also for doing content marketing and uh, articles, videos, and, and basically having a professional network. And the reason that B2B sales work on this is because you can, you can target specific people in specific industries. For example, you could run a LinkedIn ad that, um, that is only shown to people with the title president or CFO or sales director. You can, you can choose people's titles and then they will see your ads. So let's say, for example, you're selling um, human resources software. Well, you could go on LinkedIn and, and have your ads show to only human resource managers because hopefully they're the ones that would be deciding what type of software to use in their department. And so that's one of the reasons that B2B uh, marketers use LinkedIn is because um, it's a good way to reach uh, the right people. Now, LinkedIn has about um, 500 million profiles. And about half of that, 250 million, use LinkedIn on a monthly basis. So yeah, pretty, pretty good engagement uh, on LinkedIn. I'll show you an ad that I saw today uh, on LinkedIn. There's a screenshot. It's from china.org.cn. And the goal of this ad is basically to get people to believe that China is a hub for innovation. So if you, if you actually click on this link right here, it'll take you to an article that talks about China as being a hub for innovation. And, you know, I guess the goal is just overall brand awareness, but it could also be to target people that managers or directors or investors to invest in China and Asia uh, when it comes to creating new businesses. So this again would be the type of B2B marketing that, uh, that LinkedIn is, is good for. All right, the next one we'll talk about here is TikTok. And, uh, if you're young, you probably know what TikTok is. If you're older, you probably uh, don't have any idea, but it is one of the fastest growing social media platforms in the world. It's based around user-generated content, short videos, um, 15 seconds, 30 seconds, maybe, maybe up to a minute. Um, and it's all users. And a lot of it is dancing and doing other like magic tricks and all sorts of crazy stuff. Um, but it has good user engagement. 
and it has very high growth. So I'm not sure that they've actually learned how to monetize it yet, how to make money, but they're trying. So typically there's, there's four different types of products, okay? You have uh, a general audience for these four products of about 800 million users worldwide. And almost half of them are between the age of 16 and 24. So we're talking about a very young group of people um, and who typically do not have a lot of money. College students, younger than that, uh, who maybe live with their parents. But, you know, one day they will be the next generation, the working generation. So, you know, TikTok could be a platform where you're trying to build brand awareness and brand loyalty with the next generation. So we, let's talk a little bit about these four types of, uh, of ad products on, on TikTok. So you have the, the brand takeover, number one. And, and basically that is like an image or a GIF or a video um, that allows a brand to dominate a specific topic for that whole day. So you're talking about um, suggesting videos to people or hashtags or other things. Um, you, your ad will lead a certain category, a certain keyword for, for that topic if you pay. So that's one way you can create awareness for your company on TikTok. The other one is, next one, number two, is in-feed native video. So you have about nine to 15 second video ad that shows up on the, uh, the For You page. So again, these are suggestions and TikTok is inserting paid content into the user content, which is what every platform basically does. I mean, if you're scrolling on Facebook or, or Instagram, in between the posts that are from your followers, you're gonna get paid posts. And that's the whole reason the, the platform exists is because of those paid promotions. And that's the business model. So. It's that number two, in-feed video. Number three is a little bit different, hashtag challenge. Uh, it's basically you create sponsored hashtags to encourage user-generated content, to engage users and attract influencers. So you basically create a hashtag and you promote it and you're, you're hoping that people catch on and they start creating content based on that hashtag and it goes viral. So again, it's another way of encouraging people to, uh, to engage your brands and uh, promote your, your products or services. Uh, last one was we have uh, number four, Brandon Lenses. And I'm not too familiar with this one, but apparently you create 2D or 3D lenses that users can try out for themselves. Um, looks like you have a, a dancing chicken there. Um, basically, uh, you look at certain videos and other images appear. So, you know, TikTok's still experimenting. They're still growing. I'm not sure if they're profitable yet. Um, but uh, yeah, it could be another uh, avenue, another option for, for your marketing plan. The last one we'll do is we'll talk about traditional marketing, traditional advertising. And, you know, this is legacy media, it's still pretty strong here in Morocco. You have things like um, billboards, television ads, 
um, promotions, right? So Air Jordan, Nike, um, Ronaldo and Fly Emirates. Um, uh, you have billboards up here for like Inwe and McDonald's and then radio ads on like on platforms like Luke's Radio. This is typically mass marketing, you know, billboard. You're not going to get any metrics on a billboard. You're not going to get any customer feedback. You're going to have no idea really how effective those billboards were because you can't directly attribute the billboard to a customer sale. It's very hard. Uh, the same goes for a celebrity endorsements like Ronaldo. Yes, he runs around playing soccer with the fly Emirates on his shirts, but how many people decide to fly Emirates because they saw that? I mean, there's just no way to quantify it. I mean, you could have it as part of your overall brand. And I suppose you could, if you had a really big budget and you had general metrics, you could, you could see how effective um, campaigns like this to do endorsements of, of football teams, how effective it was over the long run. If you change athletes or change teams, doesn't make a difference, but it's very hard to know what the impact is from, from these kinds of mass marketing campaigns. I mean, I'm sure on the radio stations, they don't even really have an, know how many people are listening to their, their radio at any given time. I mean, there's ways of doing you know, um, surveys and questionnaires, but I don't know how accurate it is. And, and even the same for the television. Um, you know, there are some ways of knowing how many people are watching a television program. But if your ad goes on television for a car or, um, you know, McDonald's or Air Jordans or, or Rock Telecom, it's very hard to measure the results of traditional mass marketing. But, you know, in a lot of ways, they still do it and it's still effective because it's a way of reaching customers, certain customers that are hard to reach. Um, older people, people who don't use their phones or get on the internet very often, um, you know, using this type of marketing, it can be effective. And then it can also be just a general part of your, your overall plan because, you know, normally to get somebody to make a buying decision, you need more than a dozen impressions, you know, more than 12, 15 impressions before they actually make a decision to buy. And so mass marketing along with social media marketing uh, is a good way to, to get there. It's a good way to, to get people to do that. And that's why you'll see these companies actually doing a mix of marketing on the different platforms. It's in order to, to reach a wider audience and um, create that brand awareness. So finally, you know, how do we pick the right marketing tool? Well, I mean, I sort of got into that, but uh, just some general ideas. Facebook, Instagram is, if you have a well-defined target audience and you know the location of your customer, you know their demographics, the websites that they visit, you can use Facebook and Instagram to, to target them. Uh, Google, Google is typically better for people you don't care about their demographics. You care about what they're searching for. You want, you want to know their want or their desire. 
and you want to target them with your product or service based on on their activity online and what they search for and the videos and other things that they're they're watching linkedin typically b2b okay b2b sales professional sales recruiting human resources um, uh, professional services all these things is what you're going to use linkedin for TikTok, I think, is still unproven. It's the new generation. I would use it mostly for brand awareness. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how effective it is for actually converting, creating, and generating high-quality leads and converting them into customers. So, to be determined on TikTok. And then you have your traditional mass marketing. Um, campaigns for things like soda, mobile phones, internet, cars, grocery stores, Marjan, Carrefour, things like this, which is your traditional mass marketing. Um, if you're trying to reach a broad audience and you don't have any other good ideas on what to do with marketing, you'll, you'll buy a billboard. Um, the bottom line is that you want your marketing plan to be uh, testable, meaning you want to be able to measure the results you want it to be flexible. You want to be able to change what you're doing, modify what you're doing and respond to the feedback that you're getting. And you want it to be scalable, meaning if it works, you want to be able to pour more budget into that marketing plan in order to dramatically increase sales. So I hope this was uh, helpful. I hope it was effective. Uh, if you have any questions or comments, leave them in uh, our YouTube channel on, on this episode or, or send us an email at ryan at moroccopodcast.com and we love to hear your feedback.